Welcome to the Ether. Today is Friday, July 29th, 2022. Today on the Ether, the Cadena Bulls and the Cadena Kongs AMA, hosted by Cosmos Haas. Let's take a listen. There you go. I'm running around like a madman right now in my house trying to get something done. All right, I just tweeted it out right now. If, uh, can you hear me? Oh. Yeah, what's up? If, if I'm a co-host and I like, Cause I'm gonna I'm gonna drive to the store right now. But if I'm co-host and I drop out, um, oh, you know what? I'll just I'll just mute my mic. I was gonna say even if you drop out, it doesn't. I don't think it matters. If you mean like is the show gonna get rugged or whatever? It, it, yeah. All right. No, nah, you're That's good. Cool. I don't know if I've ever done a Friday at 4 p.m. here before. How many spaces a day you do? Uh, well, I still got a real life, so I <laughs> not real life, but I have a real life job. <laughs> So I can't hop on. This is the earliest I can technically hop on uh, shows is right now, Monday through okay. Friday. Every once in a while, uh, like I just did a show with uh, some Kadena yesterday, but for lunchtime, I could do that yeah. for like, lunch. But yeah, I missed that one. I was in the uh, I was in the Cadax Crypto Pulse one. Nice. It was at the same time, and I had to pick. <laughs> but I yeah. wanted to hear. I wanted to hear uh, Nicholas talk about just because that launch is coming up and been waiting. So, yeah, my only the only thing I don't like about this, like Adina, is the stupid chain thing. Like, I feel like it should just automatically <laughs> know. Like, it's so annoying. They're working on it. And that's how early we are. Is all yeah, for sure. But I'm I'm totally with you. I was just helping my buddy. Uh, he was trying to get funds out of Binance to. To X wallet so he can win some of these apes. And um I just made a quick little video of it. And he was like, Oh, I can't wait till you know they fix this one chain thing. And I'm like, Yeah, I know. Me either. It's 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 hard too if you're not used to the uh if you're not used to it. And crypto is already that like there's that barrier, you know. <laughs> so what's going on? It's just what's up, boss. What's hey, going on, What's going on? Hey, I saw your message in Telegram. I didn't know if we had to reschedule the space or not. Something had come up. No, we're good. I just think it was uh, it was re- regarding the the. Uh, I think you guys wanted to do a whitelist. Yeah. Did yeah, you- I just had. Yeah, it, it's it had something wrong with it, so I had to take it down. But I can uh, if we could do it, you know, tonight or something, and or whatever but yeah the show's the show's on i just i i'm in no rush i i I mean i just got done i usually don't do friday shows this early anyhow i usually if i do do them i just kind of plug in late at night but yeah i just wanted to to you know talk whatever you guys want to talk about so oh okay dang we might have misinterpreted that that something had come up so we had we i just put out an announcement in discord uh, adding everybody just in main chat saying that we had rescheduled 
Oh crap! All right. Well, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I think it was just a miscommunication there. We got a bunch of everybody's got a bunch of different things going on these days. Yeah, man. If you want to just have them come, I mean, if some of them wants to come back in or whatever, they can. It doesn't have to be long. I just wanted you guys to do your pitch, like basically talk about your, you know, your project, introduce yourself. You know, what's exciting with your project? What's exciting with the development of Kadena? I could show a little bit of Cosmos if I have to, but I, I, I like to do things uh, to learn. So, you know, I, I'm enamored. I'm just engulfed with like Cosmos 12, 12, 15 hours a day. So I don't, I have my head down and I always like to do these things to kind of piggyback and, and, uh, you know, learn, learn something outside of IBC right now that I should maybe have my eyes on and, and not be oblivious to it. So, um, you know, I like to do like random shows and join in with other ecosystems that I like, but don't have the time to devote like I do to the cosmos. And then, you know, re- maybe that's a reciprocal agreement with the other person, the other party. Like yesterday I was on with some Kadena people and kind of talking about cosmos and, yeah, here listening to y'all space with Mock and Cameron Bright um, was a good space, literally just kind of going over a bunch of different things, the different developments in the eco, like you're into so many different things over in Cosmos, just, you know, with just so many different chains with Juno and Secret and just all the other, you know, I, anything connected to IBC over there. There's just so much to talk about and keep up with. Yeah, man. And like I, I was on a show, I don't even know what day it was, maybe Wednesday or Tuesday, and there was a lot of AVAX and Polygon people, and really? they just they they can't yeah they just can't comprehend like the way Cosmos works because <laughs> they they had they had me do my pitch, <clears throat> and it was like man you you you're a great marketer for for Cosmos, and I'm like it's not like I'm 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 selling you on one chain I'm 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 selling you on the how blockchains are going to communicate with one another. And I said, someone has to build an infrastructure. Like, it's cool. Like, I always use, like, metaphors. I'm like, you guys can have, like, this cool, badass skyscraper, but you need people to be able to, to come over to your skyscraper and be able to communicate with you. And you guys speak your own language, and this other chain over here speaks their own language. They don't know what one another are saying. You have to use like fake bridges to get your data over. And I said, it's just not sustainable. And it's not the way Web3 is designed. And everyone always talks about interoperability. And this is what this is what it truly means. And I just tell them about Cosmos. I'm like, I don't care what you use on Cosmos. You have to, and I tell people like it's it's all sovereign chains. And for the most part, majority, if not, I wouldn't say all of the chains, but right now, pretty much all the chains are owned by the community. And I mean, from the top down, like it's all community. Yes, you have the developers and maybe they have a little bit of their own, um, their, their own tokens that are in lockup, but it's not like VC heavy. Like it's, there's barely any VC money. Like there's pretty much none in any of these chains. And when a chain starts, like if I started up a cool chain and I had my own utility and use case that could be beneficial for everyone, what I, you know, what most chains do to like help bring your attention and essentially kind of pay for your time is to uh, give you an airdrop of their token. And, you know, some of these tokens, um, you know, it's a bear market now, but some of these tokens, like the airdrop, man, like you get airdrops from that. Then it's like you stake that sometimes and you get an airdrop for staking that one as well. Like the, ma- the main ones that you get airdrops for in Cosmos is obviously Adam, like Adam's in every single qualification. 
Uh, Osmo's pretty much in every single qualification. Juno's pretty much in all uh, every every one of them. And then you know, then you get like secret secrets in it as well. Um, they're not always in it, but those are kind of like if you stake those tokens. Not only are you earning like APR on those particular tokens per block or epoch for like osmosis. Um, and I I even forgot to mention Evmos, but you get like you literally get free money from it. And yeah, mm-hmm. maybe some, some of those tokens may not be worth worth it in the long haul. I mean, right now, in my opinion, most of the chains that are in Cosmos have like a really good use case and utility that's actually tackling real life problems that can like solve and with the technology so it's like i just i just basically stack them you know i i, I mean that's how i look at it and i like kadena too because i think it's going to be the same sort of premise you know you 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 stake well i don't even know you guys going to be able to stake kadena soon on one of these um one of these applications or anything these these dApps uh not directly right now we have a couple uh cadex will have some lending features uh and staking features coming right now uh with the launch of their decks coming on august 1st it will mainly just be you know a lots of ui gui ux improvements like massive improvements there um and they just actually uh published a list of all the token pairs that they're gonna have on day launch i think about an hour ago or so um so maybe we can try to pin that tweet or something so everybody can see the trading pairs that are going to be there but there's also a couple of other DeFi lending protocols that are receiving you know some grant money or at least being looked at for grants from the Kadena ecosystem themselves uh one of them is CalLend K-A-L-E-N-D um they're coming uh looking to kind of start getting things rolled out to offer you know basically kind of a you know another DeFi platform to stake KDA uh, I'm not sure if they're going to have their own you know kda lend token or something like that yeah they're still uh, relatively new and uh you know space is developing but uh there's definitely uh some more of those options that are coming for sure let me uh let me jump off this account the bulls just got in here let me jump on the the, the kong twitter account and i'll hop back in here all right cool cool yeah i mean it's just uh it's fascinating you know like i i like Hadino because i don't like uh proof of work at all you know, I do have some Ethereum uh, because I do do some things on Ethereum. But like the the difference between that, they're what they're trying to go for is this day and night. Like Ethereum is just yeah. so antiquated. So, you know, I do I do like pr- proof of work with Kadena. I think it has a lot of op- uh, possibilities. You know, does it work in a long haul? No one knows, but I think it has a good chance. Like I could see one day. Like the block, uh, the stock exchange is running on it because it's super fast and and it's also you know it's it's decentralized. So I like that fact of it. I think it has an, you know I I you know not, nothing I ever say is financial advice, but I mean I have a nice bag of it. And, and I'm not gonna lie, once there's more DeFi and DeGen action, then I'll yeah. really I'll probably really spend more time in the ecosystem, learning more. It's like right now. I don't know. Just I'm so spoiled with like Cosmos, and there's so much going on, and so so many moving parts that you can send your token from one chain to the other with like no issues. It's all like native, and there's just so many <laughs> things you can do with your token. So it's super cool. Like you could swap in and out of like anything, and it's just it's so fast. You can use Osmosis and swap to any token that's IBC enabled, and interchain accounts is coming. So basically, it's going to be like a standardized. 
uh, like how like or um, how Ethereum has the ERC twenties, and then they have the ERC seven twenty ones. I think for NFTs, it, except for it's only on their own chain. Like that's going to be like that through any chain that's IBC enabled, and it's going to bring up so many like potentially opportunity or um, flexibility and use cases with like any sort of data, any sort of application. Like it's going to be nuts, and um, I just tell people all the time. Like, I'm not a maxi to any particular chain. Like, yeah, I, I mean, I have some of my favorites, but I'm just, I'm just like an interoperability maxi. Like, I want, I just know how this thing is going to work in the future. And, and there's just no way. I mean, there's just no way it's I, IBC and, and Cosmos isn't going to be there. I mean, it's funny that all the scaling solutions that Ethereum ever came up with f- were teams that built and they used the Cosmos SDK and Tendermint. Like, like, um, yeah. poly, like polygons there's they altered the code and made it it's called peppermint i'm pretty i can't think right now because i'm brain dead but i'm pretty sure avax did the same thing and um they altered it and what's cool you know these like like crypto.com's built on it binance is built on it so like it, the, all out of like just a snap of the fingers like they can ibc enable and upgrade and do all that and one day they will because it just makes no sense not to because it's it's you don't want fragmentation it's like even with kadena like they'll find a way and i know they're going to work on it to be able to have ibc enabled um yeah you know like general message passages and like why would you want any friction not to be able to send data i always use the metaphor it's like it's like going to like a starbucks or you know, and they have Wi-Fi, but they're like, hey, well, you can only use your Wi-Fi if you have an iPhone or if you have like a Mac or whatever. And you can't do it if you have Windows like they want your ass to be in there all day long on yep. your Wi-Fi. And then yep. you're just going to keep spending more money. You know, it's like that's how the, all these chains are going to be. Yeah. Kadena will eventually be, uh, you know, kind of connected up through the IBC eventually. Uh, you know, Kadena, for those who don't know, has its own smart contract language called Pact which is basically um, Haskell uh, base coding, but it's kind of moduled and and built out to where it's it's very kind of, you know, human readable and user friendly uh, to those who finally kind of start to get the hang of it and, and pick it up and everything. And the way that they're going to do it is Kadena or uh, Cosmos has Tendermint um, through the IBCs uh, to kind of, you know, connect to everything. And it's kind of like the base programming language and can really kind of be anything could be coded into it uh, to a certain degree. And so Kadena has done it with Pact where they call it, uh, what they call it, they call it on Cosmos Tendermint. So Kadena calls it with how they've ported over it, Tender, uh, Kadena Mint is what they've called it. So they've basically kind of ported Pact over to Tendermint and they've called it Kadena Mint. And uh, eventually, yes, uh, we'll base, uh, Kadena will be integrated into IBC to a certain level. Um, and they'd also have plans to do that with uh, EVM as well. Uh, with Polkadot, uh, that will be coming as well. Um, Polkadot's coded in Rust. So I believe they are, they're gonna call it uh, Kadena Dot is how they're kind of also planning to integrate into that as well. So uh, interconnectivity, interoperability has definitely been a focus for Kadena from the very beginning. Um, and they do have plans, uh, a very ambitious roadmap this year to get a lot of stuff out and start to get a lot of those bridges and connections going. And, you know, I kind of consider Cosmos a layer zero to a certain extent, you know, connecting everything. I mean, do you kind of share that same sentiment, Haas, like calling it a layer zero? Yeah, I mean, like, like, because a lot of times people all of a sudden automatically when you they hear the word cosmos, they think of Adam. 
I mean, in a nutshell, yeah, I guess that's somewhat accurate, but people don't realize that these are all sovereign chains, like like sovereign entities that have, they don't need one another. They communicate with one another. They speak the same language as one another, <laughs> but it's not like you have to have Adam to participate in the Cosmos ecosystem. It's, it's basically like roles without rollers. There's no um, gatekeepers. The community is the gatekeeper. So like if you're a nefarious actor, like because it is open source and it's permissionless. So like anyone could use the technology that, that Cosmos SDK spin up their own chain because it's just basically like the blueprint for it. And they could spin up their own chain and technically not IBC enabled or they could. But then like if they weren't technically nefarious, like there's relayers that send that data from one chain to the other. Like it, it could just be voted on like, no, we, we're not allowing this chain to, to, to send data to our chain. You know, like th there is that too. Like, so there's just a lot of flexibility, even with the building side of it. And there's a lot, there's a reason why like during this bear market, there's a lot of teams that are coming over in troves from other ecosystems. Like DYDX was the biggest L2 on Ethereum and they came over and they're, and they're building their own sovereign chain. And, um, wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, and and like there there's some teams like there's some rumors about some teams uh, that had like financial DApps on on um, Solana that are going to be coming over too. I don't know if they're going to be on their own chain or if they're going to be on a, like some some pre-existing or there are some some things that'll work. Like there's a chain that's called Say Network that's coming out, and their block times are like one second. It's going to be like the fastest chain in Cosmos, and that's oh what God. I mean. What's what's super cool about Cosmos? is that like you you can literally as any blockchain can uh can connect basically if they upgrade and have ibc enabled and you can also alter the code um you can have your own validator sets you can have the the minimum the maximum so like if you want to build you know build for speed the rule of thumb is like you don't want as many validators you know you want 50 uh to have like super fast block times like you can do all this type of stuff like you can have you're, you can have gas fees not turned off. You can have it where it goes through fees. And then with IBC, uh, with interchains coming, interchain accounts, like there could be a certain amount of like qualified um, tokens that can participate and be gas fees for, for all the chains. And it'll automatically convert to whatever like the, you know, whatever the, the choice is for that particular chain. And like right now, Osmosis is uh, pretty much like the financial hub of all of it. And, they don't even have technically gas fees, but in the future, like you're going to be able to when if they, I'm sure they'll eventually turn it on, but like if they turn it on, you'll be able to use anything. Like you could just use whatever token that you have for gas. Like, and that, that's even con considered like ETH and everything. Like as long as it's IBC enabled, you'll be able to use that to, to pay for gas and all that. And um, it's going to be super cool. Like there's just so much going on and uh, it's crazy. And I understand why. Um, in my opinion, like the good techs that are really, really, really good technologies don't get talked about is because one, if they're, they're not there yet of what their maximum capacity can possibly be. And two, usually the teams that are just building the, the infrastructure, they don't have all the VC money because it's really not like a sexy thing for venture capitalists. They just want to lurk on like a pre-existent chain or a chain that's kind of a little bit older that has, has some moving parts like Solana and Ethereum. and you know, some of those type of chains, that's where all the big money is. So they, they have the money just to be shilling all day long and having people, you know, paying marketing and all that other type of stuff. So when you go on YouTube, the first like 
20 things you find is going to be like Bitcoin, Ethereum, Cardano, stuff like that, because they just have, you know, they have VC money just helping them shill the whole time. So. Exactly. That's where VC money, it, it is a bad thing and it isn't a bad thing. Like VC money brings in development. It brings in developers. It brings in a lot of other people into the space, whether they're, you know, investors or just, you know, regular crypto people, DGENs. I mean, we've seen that with Solana. I think Solana has some of the most VC money out of anywhere in the in any of the ecosystems. And their, their, their ecosystem has just grown exponentially. And that's because of all the money that is there. Um, you know, so it does take time, especially with some of these more lower emerging technologies, you know, they're just not fully built out. Like you said, there's just so much development and constant growth that's happening to where things are constantly changing that it's, it's kind of hard to plan far into the future when a new update comes and then everything kind of changes. Uh, or, you know, the, the, I like what you're saying about gas there, where you don't necessarily have to worry about paying in a native token on, depending on what chain you're on, it can auto swap for you. And that's one of the features that kind of Kadena has is gas stations to where projects can pre-fund an account that all your transactions are kind of routed through, which basically pays for that gas. So users don't have to worry about, uh, you know, how much it's going to cost to get a transaction through uh, or worry, do they have enough gas? There's a gas station that they can route and select that will pay for their gas. So, you know, that's become more of an issue as, you know, we've seen ETH, you know, just hundreds of dollars in fees there. And that really turns off users like new people coming into crypto and they see they have to pay more than a dollar or five dollars just to even have one transaction, let alone you've got multiple transactions you want to do. And those add up really quickly. Um, so gas has been a big feature that, you know, Kanana has talked about and you're talking about as well with Cosmos and a lot more L1s are considering how to tackle that issue. Yeah. I mean, it's just not a good experience when uh, like, don't get me wrong. Like, like as much as everyone talks shit on like Ethereum, it works. And, and mm-hmm. you know, it's just congested. It's like, I, I mean, I still have Ethereum and I still buy NFTs on it from time to time. Like, I'm yeah, I'm a shit talk. Actually, I'll admit it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, a, I mean, it's a working, it works. It's not, it's not quick, but it works. And the <laughs> gas isn't fun because it's not a good experience. You know, I, I try to look at that too. I, I don't know how stuff that's built on top of Ethereum. Like, what's the point if they ever do pull off, um, you know, proof of stake? I don't I don't I don't know what they're going to do. I, I just don't see it necessarily like the value as much anymore. So maybe some of these developers do see that. Not to mention, I always I, I just don't like gatekeepers. I just don't like it. You know, uh, nothing against like Polkadot, but I don't like how their system is. Or basically, if I was a team, I got to do auctions and I got to buy the token. And I get it from a, like a business perspective. Like if I was running a real business, like I would want that too. You know, hey, well, you can use our technology, but you need to pay us rent basically. And what's so cool about Cosmos is it's the complete opposite. It's like whatever. Like, but we're also going to have the functionality to you'll be able to use the Cosmos hub. So like, say you're a small team and you want your own chain because you want your own roles, but you don't want to have to like go through the whole hoopla of like getting an active validator set and all that. And like, I, I, I envision Cosmos having like, you know, in the future, like over a thousand chains connected to it. So like in order for you to be able to send data to all those, you would technically have to have, you know, whatever chains that you wanted 
he would have to have relayers set to all of them, which is like a digital postal service. And instead of having to do that, you could just basically use the 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 Atom Hub, and that's kind of what its main focus is. Is it's like the long view of it. You you can use that and route all of your all of the data through them, and then they'll you know they'll process it so to speak for you. So it's going to be like a processor in, in essence, and um, you know like the Atom Hub is it, it's like the Atom token right now. To be honest with you, really all it is is just like an exchange. It's like a medium of exchange. And yeah, you're not necessarily required to lock any atom to run a chain, are you? No, you don't need to do any of that. But yeah. like as a as a community member, right now, like the benefits for it is well, one, usually every single chain gives you an airdrop. So like when they come they come to you know, they start up and maybe one day that'll it'll change. Like when when Cosmos gets so big that some chains might just be like, screw it, like it doesn't matter anymore. There's so much networking going on. This is a huge thing. But like right now, I don't know, maybe there's like 50 chains or about to be 50 total sovereign blockchains. You know, like if someone's coming to play, like essentially the way I look at airdrops is that they're just, they're paying for your attention to come on their chain and check it out and see what what applications and stuff that's going on with it. So they do airdrop and usually it's proportionate to what you're staking with like Adam or Osmo and Juno and sometimes Secret. Sometimes there's other ones too, but those are like the, the big ones. So it's like you... You know, you you buy those tokens and stake it. I mean, they're all all those chains. In fact, have a lot going on for them. So, like, not financial advice, but that's usually a pretty solid investment, anyhow. But you know, there's so much flexibility when you when you stake these tokens because you get rewards, and then you could do whatever the hell you want with the rewards. You can keep compounding them. You could swap them to other things. You could buy NFTs with them. You can sell them to the fiat. Like you, you know, like there's so much going on, and then. Cosmos is going to have native USDC like they technically have it right now but it's going to be like native like so that just means there's going to be I think without any I don't know how, what bridge they would use but like I think it's going to be native so you'll be able to just um send it directly to Coinbase from, from my understanding or whatever you want to do to centralize exchanges too like right now it's the Axler I don't like to call it a bridge cuz I don't necessarily look at it as a bridge like Axler is like a uh general matching system that's built on the cosmos sdk so it's completely decentralized and mm-hmm. uh like they don't hold your tokens for you it's not like hey we're gonna hold them like these other like these other really centralized places um like i would say like wormhole it's like they hold your token for you it's really centralized and then they, they give you a synthetic version of another token and then like if something happens to that bridge you're kind of just completely beat and there's like nothing you can do about it so um you know, yeah, that, we've we've just actually finally gotten gotten uh, a a uh, USDC on Kadena as well through a new project called Lago Finance. Um, they're the first ones to basically kind of port over uh, Ethereum uh, USDC basically and wrapped on uh, they call it KW USDC. Uh, so that's we've just got that in the ecosystem probably a couple of weeks ago. So testing and beta and all that sort of stuff is happening. But, um, you know, we're starting to now finally ex- explore and get the RC ecosystem as well. And I see what you're saying about the messaging system to where that's how eventually we're not necessarily going to have to deal with bridges to where even um, what is the uh, 
I'm trying a blank here on the big uh, data provider for everybody. Um, Chainlink. Chainlink will have, um, what do they call it? CCIP cross-chain interoperability protocol. Basically where all it is, is it's a messaging service. Basically Chainlink is just an Oracle provider for on-chain data off-chain. So all the, since it's already plugged in as the API to the, provide data for all the chains, basically everywhere, Chainlink is everywhere integrated. So basically what they're gonna use is they're gonna use that API as a messaging service for native stable coins or native coins on multiple chains anywhere to say, okay, if this happens over here send on this chain, send that direct message over there to the other chain to where you're not dealing with wrapped coins anymore. There's actually coin native tokens living on both chains that get moved and locked in certain areas based off of just simple messaging services. Yeah, it's fascinating stuff. Uh, I mean, I've had Sergey, which is the one of the founders of uh, Axelar, yeah. and he was one of the founders of Algorand, and he went to MIT. He's brilliant. And I've had him on my show before, and I've like looked into Axelar, and it's still a little bit confusing because it's like next level type of stuff. But uh, yeah. it's it's amazing what they're doing. They're connected to everyone. Like I can't. I don't. I got today's show. I got to figure out how to pin stuff. I never pin stuff because I always get nervous that I'm going to rug the show. I need to I need to pin that because it's really cool stuff. You can see all the chains that they're connected to. Like they're connected to a lot, man. It's like Ethereum, a AVAX, Polygon, Osmosis, Juno, Kujera, uh, um, eMoney. Uh, I think I already said Polkadot. Obviously, Ethereum. And mm -hmm. um, yeah, like it's it's legit, man. It's like the best way to to send, in my opinion. Uh, you know, right now this stuff. It's not IBC enabled because they IBC for you and make it so it comes over and it's secure and decentralized and um, it's I, I mean it's, there's a reason why like Osmosis like chose that they don't want something that's crappy like they had a bridge off and they had everyone that has their own bridge solutions we'll call it and it's like I said I don't even really necessarily look at actually like a bridge I look at it just like a general message passing system and they're they're building and building and building like their goal is to have one click transactions so you know like you'll be able to do things and technically not even have to know you're using their service to pass data from any chain to another and stuff like that so like they're they're next level I, I really like their team and um, they do updates all the time, and I, I haven't had a chance to keep digging in. I just know they did one recently. And um, and beyond, beyond that, like, too, I was saying about the building, what's cool about, like, Cosmos is, like, you can have any language, like how you guys have packed, and there's Rust, there's Solidity, um, there's going to be Java, like, Agoric's going to be a, a, a JavaScript smart contract platform, which the, the people you know, coding and building, and they use Java more than any other language in the world. So it's like, that's going to bring over all kinds of different use cases and applications that technically are not even in this space right now. And um, yeah, it's just going to be so cool to see everything and, and all the different stable coins. And there's just so much going on and, and it's, it's just so much fun to, to learn and learn and learn. And, and I do this like 12 to 15 hours a day. And it's like, I still don't, know everything and i never will because there's just so much innovation and, and like just things going on so it's amazing 
Yeah, there's just so much to keep up in the space, especially with Cosmos. I mean, there's just with all the chains and everything going on. And I mean, I, I feel like I've kind of spent so much time in Kadena these days just because there's just so many developments that it's been hard to keep up with everything, you know, about going over on Cosmos and, and ETH and Solana and AVAX and all that sort of stuff. It's just we kind of get eventually kind of siloed into our own little bubbles here sometimes. And but, you know, we always got to remember that, you know, we're not the only ones out there. They're, you know, we're cause or Kadena is still a relatively small chain compared to a lot of others out there and a lot of proving to do um so you know it, it definitely takes some time and you know especially with marketing conditions now it's good to see that you know the community is still here engaged involved uh you know committed to the project and you know we're we love to try to spread the word about cadena uh to lots of other people within the you know, cosmos ecosystem ethereum polka dot you know trying to get more people just educated on cadena and just the space in general you know a lot of other people get siloed in their own chains and it's kind of hard to you know you think yours is the best and you kind of get a little bit of an elitist attitude but that's not the case here we need to remember about interoperability interconnectivity you know there's not going to be one chain to rule them all it's going to be a you know kind of a melting pot of everybody working together at some point once these bridge and diseases and messaging services and and everything get figured out it's just you know we're, we're still early and it's going to take some time so you know we just kind of want to work here and, and talk with a bunch of people and do as many spaces as we can to kind of get people educated and just grow awareness for cadena and cosmos and everybody that we're working with yeah for sure and all i would like to like advice i'd give anyone listening uh, don't compare like what Kadena is doing to what like Ethereum or Solana is currently at or whatever. Exactly. A lot of times, um, you know, I would say something about a particular chain in Cosmos and people would be like, oh, well, you know, I'm like, do you understand that this technology, like these chains are basically like at max, some of them are one year old. I said, if you want to compare, go ahead and look at Ethereum and Go look at Binance Smart. Go look at all of those after the one year and see what they're what they had to, to offer at that point. I said it's actually way less. You know, like you couldn't do anything in crypto not that long ago. You just buy the token and hold it, and that was it. You know, it's like now it, it's it's like the the innovation is getting expedited. You know, so like you just got to be patient. You know, like you're you can't compare. It's like you're trying to compare like a kid that's eight years old against a kid that's like. 13 or 14 like i would assume the kid that's 13 or 14 would be better at the athletic or whatever you know because they're older it's like the same thing it's like you can't compare a technology that's less than a year old or a year old or even two years old to something that's five or six years old when it comes to the standpoint of uh total value locked and applications and all that other type of stuff because it's 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 just it's a dumb comparison but i do see a lot of people in this space kind of using that as a comparison you know, yeah, so. people tend to get tribalistic, you know, a little bit protective, you know, over, you know, where they're where they're see their where they're what they as their main ecosystem and whatnot. But, you know, it's it, it's it's everything. The space is growing so much. And even the projects and eco ones themselves see that we have to bridge. We have to connect. We have to reach out like everybody cannot be siloed into their own chain. It's just it's there's there'll be, there'll be no growth. You'll be just trapped within your own ecosystem, you know. So you have to be willing to reach out and make these connections and work with other ecosystems and L1s to pour it in and and bring over users and, and, and all that, you know, and that takes time. 
you know, Ethereum is, you know, years, a lot older now compared to a lot of other people. And it's, you know, the tried, true and, and tested blockchain, you know, and I hope the merge goes, goes well. I'm looking at a, a site called whenmerge.com, W-E-N-M-E-R-G-E.com. And it has the countdown of 44 days, 10 hours till the merge or till difficulty bomb gets delayed and 11 days until the Gorelli uh, goes mainnet. So yeah, they're, they're everybody's on, everybody's watching now on ETH and all eyes are on ETH and to seeing how they move over to proof of stake. And uh, you know, it, it's seen some good price action too. You know, and I think when that does happen, it will kind of usher in not necessarily a new era or day of crypto, but I think the space might change a little bit. If you ask me, maybe that's just yeah. Me. And I mean, I, to be honest with you, I wouldn't be surprised if it gets delayed again because they it's it's not as easy as what they're trying to do. There's a lot of things, a lot of moving parts, and if you mess it up, it could be detrimental. It could that it would be detrimental to this whole entire space. Like if if something bad happened to Ethereum. As much as some people may not like it, it's it's just it's uh, you know it's like basically if you want to use like a sports metaphor, it'd be like Jordan not like at his early age, but like Jordan when he like Michael Jordan was when he was still playing and he was winning championships and then he, like he blew his knee out. <laughs> you know, it's like it's <laughs> it's like you know the Bulls, the Bulls are done, but exactly it's detrimental. Like it's the same thing with like a football team, like. Like if your quarterback's Tom Brady and he blows his knee out, you know your season's done. You have zero percent mm-hmm. probability of winning the Super Bowl. You're just like, oh, well, wait, we can't wait till next year. And it'd be the same thing like with Ethereum. Like if Ethereum had some sort of like really exploit and there was like millions and millions of dollars that got lost and and it just like completely went to shit and the chain's down for like like the chain can't go down. Like if it goes down and like Ethereum, no one could use Ethereum. Like it's gonna be it's gonna be nuts. So like they have to ensure that it's done properly so i like honestly i would be shocked if it if 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 it goes to plan this uh whenever they say the 44 days i would be super shocked yeah i think it's beginning there is what they're timing it as and it's and the merge is different than east 2.0 and a lot of people confuse the two so when when the merge happens merge is just basically from proof of work to proof of stake it's not necessarily going to increase the throughput or decrease gas fees or anything like that. It, it will a little bit increase it, but not nearly as much to where it needs to be. A lot of people don't know, but like 80% of all the on-chain transactions for ETH are, 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 are institutional, like exchanges moving money around and, and you know just even big, big projects moving funds around for DeFi and all that. So us, uh, like, you know, little guys in crypto, you know, the everyday people, we only account for probably like, 10, 15, 20% of ETH on-chain volume, really. Most of it is institutional these days. So that's why we've seen a lot of other, you know, L2s or side chains with Matic and some of these other chains, you know, with ZK rollups, taking some of that stuff and batching transactions up on-chain, off-chain or on a side chain and then moving it over to, you know, one final transaction main chain. Uh, you know, it, it does, you know, put some delays and, and you know, increase, increase block times and, you know, transaction finality and whatnot. But, you know, the ETH 2.0, which is ETH scaling, will not happen until God knows when. <laughs> ETH Foundation, you know, they take their sweet time with things and, um, you know, they make sure they get things right and testing and whatnot. There's just so many people involved. But, you know, ETH won't be able to scale really what they're going to use is ZK rollups like what Polygon's using in the mean in the in the short term until they can get sharding done. 
which is basically what Nier has kind of figured out. Um, so the, the merge is very different from 2.0. You know, the merge is really just kind of just changing the consensus mechanism. It's not necessarily going to improve too much on chain. Nice. So I don't know if you wanted a tidbit off of that, because, I mean, I, I didn't even expect to talk about Ethereum or anything. But, hey, man, <laughs> I love crypto, so I don't care what we talk about. I'm a former ETH maxi, I'll admit it. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I mean, it makes sense. Like, if you're you're into mining and all that, I mean, especially if you've been doing it, like, obviously, you uh-huh. mined Ethereum at some point. Like, what else? Oh, yeah, that's how, I got into, that's how I got into a, a crypto was trying to build a computer. And I was like, why can't I buy a graphics card? All these damn miners are buying it. Okay, well, what the hell is mining? And then I got into, and that's how I actually found Cadena was through Flux, trying to figure out, okay, well, ETH merge is coming, you know, let's find another coin to mine. And I found Flux and then roll and behold, Flux nodes or Cadena nodes are hosted on Flux nodes. So that's how I found Cadena. So mining really is, you know, the, to me is the core backbone of, you know, the, you know, old time, good old classic days. Right and true. That's just my take. <laughs> yeah, for sure, man. I mean, it all started from that Bitcoin, Ethereum, and you know the people that got the people that got in early and actually didn't sell or held on to at least. I mean, I'm sure most, if not all, people sold some of it, but you know the people that held on to a little bit of it, you know, they, they could have changed their life, you know, just from yeah. just from having some fun and mining some. Mining some tokens, you know, mining some mm-hmm. crypto. I, I still hold some of my ETH mind as well. It's just like I, I feel like I worked so hard for that, that mining for over a year and a year and a half on ETH. Like, I'd you know, sell some a little bit, you know, always take profits. You know, that that I'll say it, the whole diamond hand, huddle do you die mentality gets people wrecked. Always take profits. Oh, yeah. Never feel yeah, yeah. bad about taking profits. Like the way I would give advice on when it comes to that part of it, is to like have a journal just write some shit down you know hey if kadena goes up to five dollars or whatever your price point is i'm gonna yeah, sell yeah you mentioned profit. that in space the other day of laying out your plan and sticking to it yeah no matter what just stick to it like who cares like just do it at the end of the day at least you know you have a game plan you can't fault your game plan you can only fault yourself like myself I, I, I was just so convinced like oh, Luna was going to like a thousand dollars in the next like two to three years. And I, I could have took, you know, some profits and at least at the worst, even if what the zero broke even, you know, but I, I got greedy and um, because I, I, I wasn't really sticking to what I said, like I write stuff down and I, I really wasn't for a while, especially when the market was black, but yeah, I mean, it's going to come back. It might take a while because a lot of macro uh, things out there, but it's going to have, in my opinion, it'll eventually come back. Maybe it takes two years, three years, maybe it's quicker, who knows, but it'll come back. And that's why you just have to have goals uh, because it's so hard to make money in this space. Like I feel like a lot of people probably don't mm-hmm. unless you got super lucky and you got into Bitcoin super early or Ethereum. Cause like right now uh, it's just so hard to gauge market caps. If what, what their value is, they're so inflated, but that's how technology is in general. I mean, when people were investing in, um, Microsoft and Google and Amazon and all—they're paying such a premium. Like the, the price-to-earning ratio was astro- astronomical. But it's like because people just believe in the future. It's kind of like this space too. It's just so speculative. And um, yeah, I, I try to be more diversified. As much as I love Cosmos, like I've been, I've been dabbling to everything recently. Like I'm like, all right, I want some Binance. I want some BNB. I want some ETH. I want, you know, I want it all. It's like because. It's like, in, in my opinion, it's like a hedge against all the other hedges when it comes to crypto. Now, I, I mean, if you're trying to be a, a solid investor, I also would think 
you know, buying some land and stuff like that too to hedge against that. Because hell, man, like crypto can go to zero. All of them, even including Bitcoin, tactically could. And um, you know, but I always say at least I went out on my sword, and um, I just you know I I just I'm passionate about this space, and at least at the end of the day, I can I can live with saying I tried and also give it my all. And in addition to that, I already have the thing to myself out. I'm, I'm saying to myself, like, okay, if I lost everything, I'll have a job that I don't want to do, but I can do till I croak. And I'm okay with that too, you know? So it's, it is what it is. If people are, most people in this space are probably a lot younger than me. Definitely have goals and, and objectives and, and don't live in, don't be emotional and kind of, go from there and then you know if you want to actually make some money in this space and in life in general you have to be smart with your money like protect it like think about not how much you can make but how how little you can lose and kind of stick with that because i mean nothing's ever forget and um you know some people get lucky you see people we got in dogecoin and all these stupid ass meme coins and shit like that it's not reality though. that's just kind of luck and yeah, you know, crypto is not a get rich quick scheme. And those people who did end up doing well on Doge and Sheeb and whatnot, those are very rare occasions. Like that, a lot of people get into it thinking that they can make a million dollars overnight. That just doesn't happen. You are lucky if that ever happens. You know, just consider yourself that. That's not really sound investment to me. That's just gambling. So you know that to me, you gotta you know, and you only take honestly a good good six months to a year almost of being in crypto. You almost have to be through it for a full cycle to understand how it all works and to understand market movements and following Bitcoin. Bitcoin and and all of that. And in the real money is gained when you buy when there's blood in the streets, when things are down, having conviction, knowing that you're going to hold for a year or two, you know, save you on some capital gains tax as well. But, you know, that's when the, the big gains are made is when you buy when things are low and then you wait and hold for another year or two until the market turns around and then you take profits on the way up. That's just, you know, not financial advice, do your own research, of course. But, uh, you know, there is no get rich quick overnight here in crypto. And I, you know, I hate to see people kind of come in, jump into the space and think that's going to happen. But it's just not the way it works. <laughs> no, I mean, it's definitely not. I mean, you know, think about and, and, and it's just it's human. It's just human psychology. So when the, when the you know, when the market's pumping real high, that's when for whatever reason, that's when everyone wants to start buying more. It's like it's, it should be the complete opposite. Yeah, you know, that's mm-hmm. you think Warren Buffett didn't make his killing. He bought it when when, it, when someone they needed him. You know, they needed him for a loan. That's when he would buy a bunch of the company or, or do things like that. It's like, that's how you have to invest. You have to try to find good investments at a low point. Like hypothetically, you know, I'll tell you right now, if the real estate market crashes, like I'm going to be buying stuff. You know what I mean? It's like I'll live. I'll live like a dirt ball. I'll live paycheck to paycheck if I can buy some like a few acres of land or like whatever it takes because I'm not going to buy right now when shit's like so inflated and dumb investments. Like, why am I going to buy this land? Um, you know, at like 15 X of what it, what, it, what it's normally at, like what it should be. You know, like stuff will everything always resets. Like it might take some time and. The, like the governments may keep putting band-aids on shit, but like, it's just like a dam that has a little crack in it. Eventually it's going to burst, you know? And it's unfortunate because a lot of people are going to get super wrecked. And I think like a lot of small businesses are just going to be, obliterated. they're going to get so wrecked and it's going to be unfortunate, but the reset will happen. I mean, it's just, there's, there's, it's just ridiculous. Like yeah. the price of shit, you know what I mean? It's not sustainable. And 
Um, you know, investment is a cutthroat game. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it, it's, it, it, you know, unfortunately, like, you know, in order for you to take profit, someone else has to take a, has to take a loss. I mean, it, it's just the way the, the system works and you have to be smart about your investments and where you put your money in and know that, you know, have conviction in the long term for a lot of things. And you can trade short term, you know, have some moonshot bags here and there and don't, but, you know, don't try to over diversify yourself, you know, definitely stick with some things that, you know, uh, and, you know, it, it, it definitely, just kind of it, it takes time basically and you have to have conviction and and just know that you know years down the road that whatever you're investing in is going to be a, a good solid project or investment and going to be here in the long term you know yeah there's no rush i mean most people yeah. in this space, uh, hold on a second most people in this space are pretty young i mean i feel like an old ass man but like i i hope i can double double and a half what i my age right now and live my life you know so it's a lot of people are in their twenties and shit. There's no rush, man. Be patient. You know, slow exactly. have the long view. Yeah, if you can take profits, great, but don't be impatient and do stupid shit and be emotional and and yep. you got to remove. You you mentioned that the other day. You really do have to remove emotion when you comes to financials because when you get emotional, it clouds your judgment. Like sound, good logic and reason off numbers and charts and all that sort of stuff but attached to something emotionally it does cloud your judgment so it's hard to do that when we're so passionate about the space but it's just part of the ruthless nature of finance yeah for sure and especially with technology i mean a lot of people are like i said they're younger in the space and maybe they didn't study like the history of of technology when it comes to investing and and like the the downs man like apple would retrace 80 percent back in the day like it, it was what it, you know is what it is like steve jobs would get interviewed and say like well, how do you respond to people in the media that criticize what you're doing he's like i just don't because they're they don't, they're not going to get it they'll probably never get it you know and it's just yep. kind of the same thing with crypto you know if you have to like really explain it to someone and they have no clue what you're talking about and but they don't ever like ask questions after that then it's not meant for them. You know, they don't care. Like there's a lot of people in this, like, they don't even barely use the computer and they don't understand what it can do. And, you know, they bitch and moan about things about how unfair shit is, but they, but this is an actual solution to, to finance and making it more fair for everyone. You know, it's not, it's just a better, it's just a more fair game. And, and that's one of the many reasons that I, I really, you know, fell in love with like cryptos because of that. And um, yeah, you just, like I said, I'm kind of rambling, but you have to ha you can't have any emotion man like it's just you, you just yep. can't even when, on the highs like the highs and lows like if you kind of have a game plan like you could probably do pretty well in this space you know i i don't recommend i, I think a lot of times like ta is kind of like okay or whatever but uh because it does study the human emo emotion which is it is good to chart that because like i said people buy on the high and then they, they they you know they, they get you depressed when it goes and pull and stretch charts to make them show what you want as well so you know charts are not the end all be all and a lot of people trade off of trend lines and rsis and macd's and all the different statistics but you're really looking at lagging indicators nothing can tell you the future so you have to have conviction and knowing in what you're investing in. Also, you know, I advise everybody have a little bit of TA just to kind of be able to read some charts and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, anybody can make a chart, show them what they want. So you really have, there's more to it than just TA as well. You know, there's fundamental investors, there's technical analysis investors, there's all, all different types of investors out there. You just have to figure out 
you know, I've tried to have a little bit of a mix of each one, kind of an understanding, more of a broad approach. But, you know, a lot of people do end up kind of being more of either a fundamentals, uh, a TA type person, investor. There's all different types of investors out there. You're trying to have to figure out which category you, you fit in and what works best for you and how you work. Yeah, for sure. And then the, the only other thing I would say for people that don't want to study all that shit is just have like set goals or like, hey, I want X amount of uh i want x amount of this and then once you hit yeah and once you hit your goal like revisit it like all right do i want to keep purchasing this particular crypto or do i want to go to the next one and have a goal for that one because it's always good no matter how convicted you you know convinced you are on a particular project i would never ever recommend just that's the only thing you buy or that whole ecosystem too like people got so so wrecked including myself with like Luna and the Terra ecosystem. So like if you were only like if you were just a straight lunatic and only had Luna stuff and and and, pro, and applications and their tokens or you know the CW20s that were like were building that ecosystem, you got you might have lost everything and now you don't have any um skin back in the game. You had to start all over. But like that's why I like IBC is because even so that I really got wrecked with Luna and UST, I mean, I owned a bunch of other stuff that kind of kept me in the game, so to speak. So that's even if you're like, I love Kadena, one day it's going to change the world. I would still have stuff outside of it, even if it's just like Bitcoin, you know, like Bitcoin, exactly. Bitcoin's boring. But I mean, it's it's kind of like a, you know, it's just like a fund. Yeah, it's almost like a fund. It's like a crypto fund. You know, it's like mm -hmm. it's it's. You know, all the big money is going to go there first, no matter what. I mean, most people that get into crypto first go to that anyway. So it's like you're it's kind of safe, in my opinion. But um, okay. go ahead, Manny. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, you guys got a lot of lots of things. First, uh, I would like to address the Bitcoin thing. I think there is a fundamental difference between the Bitcoin and the other cryptos. Like, uh, say, the Bitcoin is just addressing one key part of the of the one major key part of our world, which is separating money and the state. So, which is uh, which is something which haven't been done in say in centuries kind of thing. And yeah, whereas other cryptos, I don't think they are the. For example, I mean, I am a big fan of Cosmos. So I don't think Atom is a monetary network more than I think Atom and all the networks, other networks are. These are business networks. So these are business networks which are going to revolutionize the decentralized business way in the business way for the future. I think uh, right now the correlation between the Bitcoin and other uh, other cryptos are there is a correlation only because people just lump it into a single thing and the adoption go going similar way. I think eventually we will see a like we, we will see a independent way of moving between between them. And yeah, and coming to the investing part. So yeah, you guys are right in terms of like uh, quoting Warren Buffett. So you 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 buy when there is a blood on the street. But if you if you look at the Warren Buffett uh, like investment times or everything. He never buys when there is a little bit blood on the streets. So, like, I mean, he almost like uh, 
times market in very good way in such a way that uh, there is a complete blood on the market kind of thing so and there is a there is a modified quote of that you don't buy when there is a blood on the market you buy when there is a cleanup has been begun so in a way in a way essence what i'm trying to say is uh this all the monetary cycles the asset cycles are fake cycles created by the fed so now the fed increase rate fed interest rate hike is the is the fundamental re, uh, reason behind any any recession so any fundamental wealth building effort if, if anybody want to make so this is this recession is the only effort of the us government us fed to save the dollar to before it becomes rubble so so that way so so that way we, uh, after this recession we have to take a we have to take the extreme lows this is the reason that the time of recession assets go 90% 95% down even though amazon is a great company amazon went 95% down in 2001 even like uh, if we are having this discussion in 2000 yes amazon is great company but uh, we can definitely enter in the later time unless someone is making a strict deal. dca a strict dca processor yeah so in that way if a, any if anybody want to be smart and if anybody want to be more effective we, i mean uh, they have to wait through the recession and enter once the recession is done so yeah i think i think that is a key for the i mean for wealth building in the long term is my opinion Oh yeah, I I definitely tread waters right now, but bringing fresh money into the to this uh to this space for sure. Like I don't really recommend it at all. <laughs> I, yeah, it's very risk off right now. Yeah, like if you're already in like the thing about like Cosmos, if you're already in and you're getting you know staking rewards and all that, then it's kind of, you know, it's it's what you want to do with it. You know, there's so many options with that. You can go to stables, you can swap to other assets, swap to Bitcoin. whatever you want to do i i personally i don't really bring fresh money back into the eco uh back into the crypto i mean i don't even know last time i did it's been a while i i would wait to you know like i actually have quite a few stables sitting by some usdc in case like some shit really pops off and it gets super ugly then i'm i'm obviously going to buy it i mean i'm not taking profits and doing all that shit right now for the most part i'm kind of just trying to find um stack as many tokens that i believe you know stack as many cryptos as i believe in and uh just look you're never going to be able to pick the bottom yeah Nobody's like i'm going to be able to find the bottom like one of the, one of the chains that i'm like really interested in i think has like a lot of potential is it's called juno and it's it's basically like one of the to, um cryptos that i'm kind of just like accumulating right now it's not financial advice but I just look at it like I don't really care in the short term. People are like, "Oh, if this happens and that happens, it'll pump more." And it's like, "Well, are you cashing out soon?" Because really, I mean, I don't even care if it keeps being suppressed because if it is keep it, when it, it it's a proof, you know, proof of um proof of stake, typically when the prices are pumping up too, that's people are locking their tokens up and now now you're getting less APR in the in the, in kind of the, in the scheme of things. So, I basically don't really give a shit if it stays at the I would love for it to stay at the same price point for like a year or two. I mean, I don't want it to go down, but if it goes down, I, that's when I will bring some money into the market. But um, I, I don't want to accumulate. Yeah, like right now, it's like I mean, even if shit kind of temporarily pumps, are you really going to take out all your shit? Because I mean, if you've been in this and you bought kind of 
when it was going up. There's no way you're, you're there's no point in selling right now. You might as well just hold. Yeah. So like, I mean, yeah, it's, it's always cool to look at your bag total. And it's like, Oh, it's this much today, you know, but I mean, realistically your bag total probably after before May 9th was probably like you know, nine times what it is right now or eight times or whatever. So it's like, what are you going to, you hope overnight that it's going to just, your, your money's going to 10 X. Cause I don't, that's not going to happen. It's not realistic. So, I mean, we're just kind of chilling right now. It's going to go sideways, might go down a little bit. Um, you know, so it is what you, it is whatever you want to do. I mean, I, I do feel bad for people that's like, this is like their only source of income. Cause I don't know how you, you could do that right now, uh, especially mm-hmm. in this market. So uh, I mean, yeah. I would rest out for that. But. Yeah. Uh, you, your approach is absolutely good in, in that way. Like, uh, don't bring the new money into the market at this, this point, but you yeah, ask Kadena, I think his name is, yeah. Kadena Kong saying that, yeah. Nobody can catch the bottom exactly, but can we catch the bottom near the bottom at least? In the sense, for example, uh, le- let's say if BTC BTC is coming from 64, 69,000 to say it is going to 5,000 or some 8,000. So are you able to catch some 8,000 to 15,000 range? So like, I mean, are you able to catch near the bottom is what the point. That's what the recessionary cycle is all about. I mean, uh, if, you, if you look at all the recession cycles in the last 70 years every time recession lasts at least 280 days to 282 for three some some 360 days something like that so now we are just uh, some 130 days into the peak of the s p 500 so we will be having at least four months uh, four months of a bad market in terms of stocks and everything and after that okay we are we are at least kind of near bottom so like i mean you don't need to catch exact bottom as you indicated but at least waiting for the better price point is always a good thing and i personally i exited my i exited uh, 60 to 70 percent of my portfolio in the january the only things uh, the, the only things i am active i'm active is cosmos ecosystem and bitcoin but yeah but in general i think uh, I, I think we need to enter uh, entering at the right uh, right points is also not that tough even though bo- catching the bottom is not easy it's well said. Hey, Jimmy, what's up, man? I know you had your hand up forever. You want to add anything? What's going on, buddy? You still there? <laughs> yeah, we've been talking quite a bit. We got uh, well, we got the bulls here too. Well, I'm here. I'm here, but I'm just you know tired of hearing your voices. To be honest, you didn't really bring many people in earlier. Well, no, I mean we're <laughs> yeah, we're just bullshitting. My bad. <laughs> Good old Jimmy, how you doing, man? I haven't talked to you in a while. Well, as you know, I'm a Cosmos Maxi, and I don't really, I'm not very interested in other chains, to be honest. <laughs> All right. How's that project going that you guys got going on? I haven't talked to you in a while about that. We're building. We're building. Definitely not like Kadena, though. I mean, they have their own uh, their own language up to use. Yeah, P-A-C-T. Yeah. Yep. What were you building? What were you building on? Aren't you building on Polygon? I can't remember. Correct. Trading on weapons. Okay. All right. Well, if you guys wanted to talk about your project that you guys got going on, I know that the arcade. Yeah, let's get the bulls. I'm doing on another space. I don't really want to do it next to Kadena, to be honest. All right, bro. That's all to you. (laughs) It's all good. 
I mean, if we could do it like on a space talk about GameFi and DeFi, specifically for Cosmos only projects, a few, you know, Cosmos DeFi projects in the speaker list, I'd be like, yeah, that's fucking awesome. Well, Quicksilver, the spaces is doing a show at Quicksilver at 9 p.m. Eastern, so like four hours from now. If you want to know, I don't know if you're going to be up or whatever. I'll try. Yeah, but we'll, I'll talk to you. Cool, cool. What's up, Bulls? What's up, gentlemen? I've been enjoying this back and forth between you brilliant minds. Just listening <laughs> in. <laughs> How are you guys doing? Yeah, bantering. What's up, Cody? Doing well. How are you doing, Chris? Yeah, you can doing, I ask Cardena, Cardena Kong's question? Yeah, sure. What's yeah. up? Yeah, I mean, uh, I was reading about the Cardena blockchain, I mean, uh, some time back. So the so it is a proof of work. I mean, I'm personally kind of fan of proof of work, especially for its security architecture. And yeah, so the, the, there is a multi-chains, right? There is some, uh, some how many chains it is. So it has some number of chains. So I think each chain is, uh, each chain is uh, having its own independent, right? So each chain will have... Uh, its own language or everything has a single say single uh, standardized protocol like cosmos sdk so i mean uh, how how does the cosmos uh, chain system work in terms of and what is the language it is being worked on uh, so Kadena has currently, uh, it's a, what they call it a chain web, multi-chain, you can kind of consider it sharding to a certain extent. Uh, basically, there's 20 different block, twenty different blockchains, basically blocks, the kind of chains interoperating and mining within itself itself. So they're all interconnected. And Kadena's uh, coding language is called PACT. And that's basically the smart contract language throughout the entire ecosystem. All the dApps, all NFTs, all everything is coded within PACT. And basically all the chains interoperate within each other. Uh, right now we're, we're kind of, uh, you know, working on individual chains right now as they're working on getting uh, some of the smart routing and, uh, you know, nested coroutines all put into each one of the chains so we can fully utilize all 20 chains at once. Um, but, you know, they're, they're working on those features right now to be able to view all of your balances on all of your chains in one, sign all, all of your balance, uh, all of your transactions on each chain at one time. Uh, so right now you kind of have to be mindful of which chain you're on and which in which dap each chain uh, or which chain each dap is using. Some dapps might only be on chain one right now or chain two or chain three. So you do have to be mindful of that, but they're working on new updates and developments right now to basically get out to where all the chains will be able to be used in one. So basically, you'll be able to route transactions to the least congested chain to be able to process the transactions. And everything is done in packed. I don't know if that kind of yeah, answers it's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so it's in a way that uh, it's in a way that it's a single blockchain but it's like a, it's like shredded into 20 pieces and of course as 20 pieces as 20 different node networks connected into a single network and of course all the transactions will be identically monitored so that you can make a single uh, a single 
what is that uh, single ledger in a way that uh, the salana i mean the salana network also works in a similar way but, but not similar means it's a different but yeah so like uh, there, there will be the multiple storage nodes uh, store, same transaction is being stored by so many people so all the things get interconnected and the, that's it uh, based on their timestamps they get the, automatically the ledger forms so the, that ledger is what they take the basis on so i mean i think this is what happens with the I mean, this is what happens with the Solana. So for, for the Cardano, it's it's just like a shredding 20 pieces. So for every transaction, I mean, the ultimate vision is that 20, the 20 ledgers get together in a way that together and form a single ledger and make a coherent transaction. Uh, right? Yeah, Solana works a little bit differently. It works off of like kind of a proof of history consensus mechanism where it, it looks at previous blocks and invalidates transactions on the next block. Basically, it has a deterministic block structure for the validator nodes of basically they know which which block, which validator node is going to mine the next block. And the issues that they've had is you're able to see who which validator node is going to mine the next block on Solana. And a lot of people will front run the network and DDoS spam attack basically the network by trying to send through transactions to that next validator before it's actually the the block has actually gotten there and that's kind of deter their deterministic proof of history block structure where they kind of need to update some things there but with with uh chain web and cadena basically yes you you send the transaction through on one chain and then basically there's 20 chains and the way that they have the graph theory kind of everything interconnected is you only ha will have two hops between chains before the transactions merge back together and meet each other to be finalized. So uh, basically it's it's about 30 second block times and then uh, each each chain has about the throughput of about of an Ethereum. So it's about 20 Ethereum chains all together basically operating at once. Uh, and basically, you know, once the transaction gets through, it hops through one and then it meets back together the Merkle roots, the cones on the next on the third chain or the second chain, and it finalizes the transaction. So it carries the history of all the hashes and all the transactions that happened on the chain, goes to the next one and then meets on the third and the second one. And then that basically finalizes transaction for seeing it happened here and it got carried through this chain and that transaction stayed the same and then it's finalized. So it's a little bit different. I kind of compare it to sharding in a certain extent, but it's not necessarily this sharding to us, you know, based on what sharding is kind of defined by. But just for common nomenclature term wise, that's kind of how we put it for to be a little bit easier for people to understand. Yeah. Absolutely. I understand the, I mean, uh, yeah, Solana deterministic block is a problematic thing. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, of course, you use the sharding as a loose word. I also used a similar word. I don't think there's a miscommunication between us uh, in using that word. Yeah, and you are right in that case. You are right in that sense. So once the, like uh, this having the multiple blockchains and uh, allows, uh, I mean, just allows to have a multiple storage basis in the, in say in in running running across the network so like uh, it's not a single single storage base in a way that right now right now as the smart contracts as uh, as we go by the that the memory the memory on the each blockchain is 
is increasing very very speed say like right now ethereum ethereum within just uh, within just years already had 2.5 to 3 tb of the data so any node which has to be run has to have a 2.5 to 3 tb so that way that way the nodes and of course the mining mining and as well as the nodes gets more and more tough to at least to validate or invalidate the block and uh, i think this is the biggest problem which i mean uh, which cosmos is solving actually so which is creating an infrastructure so that uh, having a multiple blockchains everything doesn't need to happen on a single blockchain so anything i mean uh, so the, here is the infrastructure here is the liquidity here is the connections between the blockchains so anybody come and create their own blockchain and connect with the other blockchain that's it you get the liquidity you get the new chain you don't congest on the maintain and uh, every chain has its own validators has its own protection network i mean um, yeah and of course the multiple so multiple experimental solutions are uh, are always good for uh, technology growth in general in the long term and uh, yeah uh, good job yeah no problem thanks for thanks for asking the question i see that we actually have uh one of a, a kda project here in the crowd here uh equal bet uh formerly known as kda bet they just did a rebranding the other day and they are bringing sports betting uh to uh kadena basically and those guys are an absolutely amazingly smart team like big shout out props to them i sound like an idiot compared to these guys these guys understand kadena and the chain web and everything just to a t and i don't know if they maybe want to come up here and kind of add a little bit two cents in here raise your hand if you'd like to talk a little bit and maybe kind of clarify some of my gibberish here a little bit but those guys know the chain web and how everything works like the back of their hand so uh definitely uh recommend everybody here go give those guys to take a look at their uh, twitter give them a follow check in with them those guys are building some amazing things here on kadena yeah and i uh what's up everyone it's snow here i just wanted to hop in and say hello really fast i've been quiet for a majority of this call um but yeah man uh those guys are building an awesome product um we talked to them earlier this week and super solid team very very smart guys and super down to earth so um if they want to hop up here and talk at any given point uh they're a blast you guys won't regret it um and ask them any questions too because they're they're a really well built team guys yeah for sure hey there equal bet how you doing thanks now hey what's up all uh i was just getting sleepy there listening actually but now i'm awake because i oh i gotta wake up <laughs> so uh, nah, we're, we're just coding right now and chilling out so but we saw we saw the we saw the uh spaces here so we thought we'd just chill out and say hi but if you want if you want me to speak to anything cadena or whatever or nfts i'm here i'm just chilling out nice yeah for sure i was just trying to I hope I did a decent job of explaining, you know, how the chain web works with 20 chains and kind of spreading out the load. And, you know, we're, we're kind of siloed on certain chains right now, but more updates are coming. So yeah. um, I hope I did a good job of explaining some stuff like that and how the transactions work and get finalized and processed. So. Yeah, you did a really good job. You, yeah, what you were talking about there was the Peterson graph, uh, yep. which is the uh, minimizing the number of hops that it takes to propagate the block header. So that that's the only part you're missing is that what's really going on is as transactions are flooding into those chains, um, you're basically creating this set of headers, which you kind of uh, hash up, like you said, with the Merkle chains, right? And you kind of, and you kind of have this one global block, which is pushed to the next, I guess, uh, the cut, the next level of cut or the block height or whatever they call it. I'm still, 
still trying to figure out other terminology, but that's what that's all you're really doing is you're pushing around the block header and syncing it up across all the chains. And uh, by minimizing the amount of hops, like you were talking about, so perfect description. Uh, all you're really doing is saying, look, you know, we could scale up. So so they go up to 50 chains, right? And then they're only going to need three hops. And then you go up to like 200 chains and you're going to need four hops. And then a couple thousand chains, you'll need five hops. And you see that it's like a, a very logarithmic type growth there, right? So you, it's like, you know, it's not linear where it's every chain, you need another hop, like like a blockchain or something like that, like Bitcoin or whatever. You're you're really getting a lot of performance by um, basically optimizing that topology between the blockchains and then finding the most efficient way to push the block header across them all and sync up, right? So, yeah, except for the block header, that was a great description. That was like not bad. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate it. Yeah, I've read through the, the all the white papers here a few times to try to get uh, you know grasp my head around it, but man, there's just so much in those white papers that's just you know I, I love reading white papers i might be the only one but just reading about the tech and all the terminology and i have to stop and take notes and go google search a term and figure out what that means what it does okay let's go back into the paper now i understand that part so you know Kadena is amazing tech and they have an amazing team behind them that's really you know done some amazing stuff for all of crypto i mean Stuart haber was the most he's the the technical advisor for blockchain basically for Kadena. And he was the most cited uh, author in the Bitcoin white paper, basically developed crypto before anybody was even thinking about it. So Kadena has some amazing people working on them and they really believe in proof of work and the you know, solid back, backbone of that. And really, they've found a way to scale it. Uh, by sharding multiple chains and they can continue to increase and add multiple chains from 10 to 20 to 50 to 100 and 1,000, which will increase the overall throughput. And once we kind of have these nested routines inputted on each one of the chains and we're able to utilize all of the chains, basically we're able to smart route all of the transactions that come through and they will get put onto a certain chain that has the least load on it that has the least amount of transactions, so it will go through right away. And so load balancing across all the chains happens not only on the transaction side, but also the mining side. So the hash rate is equally distributed across all chains. So if one chain kind of gets a little bit lagged, congested, all the hash power will migrate to that chain and mine that block all right away as fast as it can in order to move that chain along in the process of the chain web to continue the whole web forward, basically. So it's an ebb and flow, constant movement on the back end as far as mining and transactions. And the tech is just, you know, really kind of getting out there and being uh, stress tested right now to where, you know, we're still in the very early stages and there's a lot more development yet to come. So it's great to see projects out there like you guys and and many others in the space that are really working with the Kadena team and the development team to utilize the tech um, as it's continually growing and being updated. So. Tons of things, you know, I hate saying we're early, but we're super early. <laughs> but yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks for, thanks for stopping us heading up here or uh, stepping up. I really appreciate you kind of help clarifying some of that stuff. Definitely anybody should uh, definitely go check Equal Bet out. Um, uh, they've got some amazing stuff. Who, who is the one you are referring to most cited advisor? Who is the one you are referring to? Uh, his name is Stuart Haber. 
Um, he's, uh, he's the, he's the guy who is, uh, you know, most cited in Bitcoin white paper, basically. And he's the, uh, blockchain technical advisor for Kadena, basically, who developed out the graph theory and, and, and really kind of pioneered a lot of the stuff in the crypto space. Um, and then there's the two, uh, guys, um, Will Martino and Stuart Popejoy, another Stuart on the team. They're the, uh, both the co-founders of Kadena themselves. Um, and, uh, Stuart Popejoy worked worked for JP Morgan, developed their uh, blockchain uh, as well. And Will Martino worked for the SEC cryptocurrency division. So they are very, you know, on top of regulations and, you know, being proof of work and, and a lot of that sort of stuff. KYC is big across the ecosystem to make sure everybody's compliant. Um, and yeah, they just, you know, really solid stack team that really thinks, tries to be all encompassing and think of all the issues to try to work through early. Um, you know, to, you know, help basically get the chain developed to a certain point to where, you know, it's, it's solid, it's, it's proven. And, you know, we're, we're very leery about giving dates on a lot of things in Kadena because everything is just so fluid. It's new. You know, we're, we have our own language with pact that is it's it, it, no, nobody, everybody is still figuring out. There's no rule book. There's no set book. There's no set book for how to do things. So everything that's happening on Kadena is being done for the first time ever. So, you know, a lot of work and a lot of development goes into that, but also a lot of revolutionary things come out of it. Uh, H-A-B-E-R, right? Stuart Haber? Yes, Stuart Haber. Yeah, and uh, yeah, like this is like equal bit or cadena. I mean, anyone, anyone of you can answer. So what is a smart contract language? I mean, if any developer is interested to develop on cadena. So like, I mean, what is a smart contract language they have to learn? It's called PACT, P-A-C-T. And uh, you can go find a lot of stuff on the Kadena.io website. Um, they have a lot of their white papers on there, links to it. Um, there's a bunch of PAC developer networks out there and coding groups and Telegram groups and all that sort of stuff for a lot of the developers to get into. Uh, and, you know, kind of talk shop behind the scenes and really work together as a space. And it's really been great to see that in the Kadena ecosystem that a lot of the projects are working together to, uh, you know, help each other along with the development. Because um, everything's so new, being done for the first time, that it's it's great to really kind of help each other out and move the whole space to forward together. Yeah, amazing, amazing. Uh, you guys are doing amazing job. So, I mean, I don't think uh, I'm taking too much time. This is my last question. So, yeah, equal bet. Uh, so, like, I mean, uh, yeah, you sports betting thing. So, uh, what is the logic you, you guys are using? I mean, is it the liquidity pool based betting or is it the, like, I mean, live odds kind of thing? I mean, what is the, I mean, what is the base idea which you are, uh, which, you, which you are thinking about uh, building on each bet? Oh, cheers, Manny. Thanks for the question. Uh, yeah, I could, I could kind of try to do that succinctly for you. Um, so we, we use Kadena because Kadena has a hybrid blockchain, has a private component and a public component. So it's very unique to blockchains. Not a lot of people talk about that with respect to Kadena. But the, the hybrid part, um, or sorry, the private part runs an algorithm called BFT Raft. So that's a Byzantine fault tolerant Raft algorithm. So pretty, pretty common in computer science. What that does is it allows you to still have a trustless system between nodes that can essentially lie to each other. Uh, if you spin up enough of those nodes, uh, you can still get consensus um, going on there. Sorry if it's a little loud. I got Rick and Morty playing in the background. So, uh, but <laughs> the idea is that um, 
if you're on the private blockchain, you can run a lot more transactions per second because miners aren't clogging it up. So, and also what Kadena has is this aspect in their private blockchain called confidentiality. So we can take the market makers who come on and, and we're, we're really big ones in web too. So our, our team is, you know, I've been betting for 20 years. We, we run a pretty large brokerage. And when we saw the uh, Kadena blockchain basically provide the uh, transactions per second plus confidentiality. So you can encrypt like, you know, Manny, you bet $100,000 on cricket match or something like that. You do not want me seeing that $100,000 being bet because what am I going to do? I'm going to front run you and basically bet $100,000 at one cent less than you on the exchange. So I steal all your, all your edge, you see. So th that's the idea that Kadena allows for financial transactions to uh, essentially become dark pools, which is absolutely unique in blockchain. No other blockchain does that. So when we saw that, we found that we could run the transactions in the matching engine, uh, basically the bids and asks and the filling of transactions for sports betting or even financial transactions and like banking, you can do that too. Uh, and then when you fill them up, then you put them on chain after that because they're filled, right? So the positions are, are, are finalized, essentially. You put them on chain and then they can be mined and still be checked back for integrity. Um, and it's just a really nice system they have where they hybridize the concerns of corporations like us. We're going to be a corporation and also the public who want to see on chain transparency. Um, and it's good for regulation as well, you see, because in sports betting, regulators often have um, the sort of the, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? They sort of need you to basically prove your transactions are solid and aren't being, you know, Tim Donahue and the NBA, like betting on uh, his own refereeing and stuff like that. So you need everything to be really transparent on chain and make sure that you're just respecting the betters and all that stuff. So that's why we like Cadena. Also, Kadena is very secure because it's based off Haskell. So Haskell is probably the safest language for one of the hardest languages to de develop in, but it's one of the safest because uh, the, the way that you code in it really promotes security where because it's a declarative language. And that's really, really important. It's a functional programming language. So when you're doing things like uh, imperative coding on things like Ethereum and Sol, uh, that's all imperative coding. So you're telling the blockchain what to do and how to how to build the recipe, where uh, in, in PACT, you're not really doing that. You're, you're just declaring what the, the functions are that you want to run, and then the compiler figures it out for you. So that's just a lot safer, because the compiler uh, in Haskell is just a lot safer. And I think it's really well thought out, Kadena, the way they did that. And it's just a lot, lot safer. So there's a lot less attack vector, basically. When you put your money in, like Equabet or Kadena Kongs or Kadena Bulls or whatever, the smart contracts have a lot less attack vector. It's much, much harder to basically hack than uh, Solidity, which, you know, I coded in for years. It's just terrible. And Solana, which is based off Rust, I think, it's still C++ in the end. It's just a different version of C++, in my opinion. And it's just easier to hack, right? So bridges and stuff, you can just hack them so easy. But, uh, and I think even Kadena has a website where they say, uh, this is how much money we save. Like if you actually used us instead of this other garbage, <laughs> sorry, not to say, we like Cosmos a lot, but, uh, by the way, uh, but I'm just more talking about Solidity and Solana um, or, or Solana's language, the Rust-based stuff. Basically that stuff is like really vulnerable or vulnerable and, and very easy to hack because it just opens up a lot of um, logic, like ifs and else's. And, and there's none of that in Kadena. You, you can't do ifs and else's and create this crazy control logic, which 
basically misses some things and then people can find vulnerabilities, stack overflow, um, you know, unbounded inputs. All these things are like not there in Kadena because they carefully, really, really carefully built Kadena to make sure that it protects financial transactions. That's really what they're going for is like large scale banks and stuff. And we're, we're just like first adopters kind of building on it and trying to figure things out. And it's a blast. It's a great language, and I really encourage anyone to take a look at it. But uh, that's a long answer, and I'll kind of say I'm done there. <laughs> that was good stuff, man. I was I I really enjoy doing these shows when I actually learn something because I I spend so many hours studying this stuff, and I'm not really too involved with Kadena, but I I definitely keep my eyes on it. I talk to quite a few people in the community, and when I do get time. Uh, I do look into it. So I, <clears throat> I appreciate getting like the, the cliff notes version uh, of that, you know, that information right there. And then I could take that. And if I want to look further into it, you know, I advise people to do that as, as opposed to, you know, looking at a white paper from scratch and not understanding some of the terminology, which it, it gets a little bit convoluted for people. So I appreciate that. that that's kind of what I thought when I was thinking of Kadena, like what it can potentially do, I've, I've looked into it and I said, Oh man, this actually one day can potentially run like the stock exchange. You know, like that's what my use case for it really came to my conclusion was, Hey, there's a potentially a chance one day that like the New York stock exchange could use Kadena to run it on, you know? So we'll see, but yeah, we are so early and everything. And I agree. Solidity is garbage. <laughs> it's it's garbage. And I think Solana doesn't even use like the newest part of Rust. I'm not quite sure. I think they, I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent sure about like Rust. Like, I don't know if the way that Sol- Solana does, it's the same as like Juno because Juno uses Rust, but I think it's a lot different. I'm not a hundred percent sure on that part of it, but, but yeah, Solidity is garbage. I mean, everyone says that it's so antiquated. It's, you know, it's just like an old TV, you know, TVs were black and white and then they became color and then they became HD. And now you can sit a hundred feet from your TV and says someone's got a zit in their face. You know, it's like the technology's evolving. And, um, I didn't, I haven't even looked, I don't know if you know this anyone, but are they going to continue to use solidity when they try to go over to proof of work or, or proof of stake? I should say, like, I don't even know what they're doing. I'm not sure. Yeah, no, they they do plan on sticking with yeah. Solidity. I think it would be too much for them to try to port everything over. Yeah, that's Solidity is an old language, man. It's just not meant. It wasn't built with security in mind. It's you know, it's almost kind of using the old like C plus plus command DOS, you know, command prompt DOS type thing. Like it's just you know, it wasn't built. It was built so long ago that it wasn't you know, the face the spaces evolved, and we've seen so many hacks and exploits with it. You know, because you know, looping and recursion, and just there's there's so many different things that you can't code for in Solidity because it's just not human readable. And that's a good thing about Pact is it is human readable. You know, it's, it's basically modules of routine of Haskell routines that you know are have set parameters, and you, you, it, it avoids looping and recursion, which prevents DDoS attacks on networks as well. To where you have to have a signer and a validator for each transaction on both ends. Yeah, and one difference between the Solana and uh, like the Cosmos ecosystem, cos smart contracts with the Rust is like Solana is like Solana is using uh, using the functional part of the Rust, 
and like cosmos ecosystem had a more integrated part of rust and and one more thing and one more is of course solidity is shit and uh, it's a very inefficient it's very slow and it's not readable and its syntax is terrible and whereas uh, whereas rust also makes the syntax way easier way easier way easier to adopt and as well as uh, even the co- and 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 one one biggest disappointment for me in the cosmos ecosystem is uh, it's a kind of written in the golang so like yeah i don't know sir, i mean some devs prefer golang yeah it's 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 okay whatever it is yeah but uh, that that's that, that's a base layer but yeah when it comes to smart contract rust in terms of the rust uh, i think there is a the problem with the salana thing is it's not the rust it's a it's a fundamental uh, like uh, you you said the front running is possible with the any public blockchain so whereas uh, whereas if we, if we need something in private so yeah we can definitely we should definitely have a more private compatible uh, private compatible chain the private uh, the thing where kadana is uh, kadana is filling the space and even the secret network in the cosmos is also doing the doing the similar thing and i would like to explore more into pact actually yeah pact has a great thing as well and maybe uh the equal bet team kind of touched on this is with formal verification so as you are coding in pact you are able to test your smart contract languages just test your contract the language in your contract for bugs or just incomplete you know calls or you know stuff like that live as you are doing it you can test and do and get a verifying whether you whether your code works so you don't necessarily have to you know say solidity you don't really know you can't run and test it until you deploy it and then if something goes wrong you have to fork the contract and update it or or whatnot so um it definitely you know gives that also is another big feature with pact as well the formal verification yeah, yeah like uh, yeah ethereum forked itself so <laughs> yeah i think equal bet yeah the team there they can definitely uh, elaborate on that a little bit that's a really big plus with pact as well as the formal verification as you're coding yeah piggybacks off microsoft z3 i think so you, you install before you install pact on your computer you install z3 which is microsoft's formal ver- verification library and it just has a lot of common um basic basically testing code for various languages i think just kind of embedded and in, in just like 20 years of microsoft you know 50 billion dollar you know testing department probably something crazy like that at microsoft so i think pact is really smart because they're just like you know why would we code all this up when we can just piggyback off microsoft's work and and then just add in whatever bespoke stuff we need for haskell um, and, and it's pretty cool that way. So formal verification, just nice, just catches a lot of bugs and errors um, really quick. And then you can really re- quickly develop because everything's human readable. So you just find out where your error is pretty quickly and, and just go about writing code. I mean, it's all about productivity, right? Write code fast. That's, that's how we always think. But one question, though, I, I want to ask Cosmos a question. I'm sorry to uh, insert my own question in, but Cosmos is super interesting because it sort of is like an interoperation of all blockchains and you can kind of like spin up your own mini blockchains, right? So as Cosmos guys, can you educate me on a little bit more on, you know, its usefulness, say, you know, like we Kadena, it's for transactions. Okay. Just transactions. That's what we're all about. Uh, big, big O one level transactions for complexity guys. And so we're, we're all about just making those soft and safe, but you might need another, you know, bespoke 
blockchain to spin up. So can you educate me a little bit on how Cosmos like makes our stuff better? And then do we, maybe answer, do we even have a Cadena Cosmos API yet? And should, should we I, I don't, I, I think that's being worked on, if I can recall correctly. I'm not 100% sure on that part of it. But as for like the usefulness is obviously all the different blockchains could communicate and send data back and forth in a nutshell. And also the way I look at like Cosmos, it is completely decentralized and really no one really owns any of the chains. It's all community driven. And what that entails is essentially a bunch of like micro economies. But at the same token, you can go in and out of one chain to the other pretty much well with like essentially no friction and when interchain accounts come live it's going to be like a standardized way of like data being sent from one chain to the other whereas like if you're on one chain you, you you'll be able to do things on another chain without having to like go on the website and change it and do all that shit and uh, same thing with the, it's going to be a, like a standardized code for like nfts so it, it, it's called interchain nfts and as long as the chains enable it, even chains that technically aren't um, built in Cosmos right now, you're going to be able to send that, that, that basically the NFTs so you can have like marketplaces and purchase, uh, you know, those NFTs in any IBC asset. So really, like right now, there's pretty much not really any gas, but um, you can use a lot of different tokens in the future you're going to be able to use any of them really you know they might like it's all through governance so like the people that are involved with all these chains like the stakers of the tokens they may say hey we only want to use like five or six different tokens uh, for gas or maybe they'll make it 10 or 15 but it just makes the experience pretty smooth as opposed to you know, like if you're on Solana and you're like, hey, I like this application over on, uh, you know, this DAP that's over on Ethereum, then you got to go through like this really shitty bridge experience and hope that the transaction works. And then, um, you know, you need different wallets and, and all that shit. So it's like it's basically just going to be, in my opinion, the way like all these different blockchains are, are going to communicate with one another with IBC. And that's all decentralized, too. So it's not like you can just say, "Oh no, that that we're not we're not accepting that data." As long as they're IBC enabled and um, like the, you know, there's relayers and all that type of stuff. So yeah, uh, Cadena I, I will also that... be kind of portable, packed. Like uh, I, I think I mentioned it earlier that uh, uh, IBC and anything coded on there is coded in Tendermint, and Cadena is planning on integrating into IBC with porting packed over to what they're going to call not Tendermint, but Cadena Mint, basically where they've kind of moduled packed over into Tendermint and they're calling it Cadena Mint. So that's kind of been in the works. Uh, I don't know necessarily know where the, the Cadena dev team and that is, is at with that, but I know that that's how they're kind of willing or planning to go over and port and to integrate into IBC is, you know, kind of moduling packed over into Tendermint with Cadena Mint. Um, and uh, you mentioned, uh, Haas, the, the, and Cosmos NFT smart contract standard. It, I remember jumped into the space a while back where, you know, you, you're talking about built in royalties and stuff like that. And I think you've heard of Marmalade, which is uh, the NFT smart contract standard that we have on Cadena. And it, it sounds very similar to that. Yeah. I mean, there's going to be yeah. certain things that you can do with like NFTs that, uh, you know, there's just, it's everything's going to be connected. All the data is going to be, you know, pinging off one another. And there's, you know, there's no friction. That's why, exactly, like when you send, um, like if you have Adam and you want to send it over to like the Osmo blockchain, 
it doesn't have like a prefix in front of it. It's just, it's all native, you know, and in theory, I guess if you really wanted to know, I guess it, it technically isn't, but, but, but by the consumer part of it, the customer experience, it's all native. All the data is native. You don't have these prefixes and all, all, it's just not an eyesore when it comes to that. And it brings so many, it just brings flexibility as a builder uh, because you can use its open source technology, like the Cosmos SDK is just like kind of like the blueprint. But what's cool about it is you can alter, you know, you can alter it and basically you can have your own validator set. You can have how many validators you want. You can have your own rules, your own governance. It, it allows a lot of flexibility. And there's a reason why all the scaling solutions that Ethereum had used, used Tendermint, you know, like P Polygon used, it's using it, they call it Peppermint and, um, you know, DYDX was the biggest application on Ethereum and, and they're coming over and making their own chain. And uh, it, it's just, it's fascinating because it really is decentralized and there's no gatekeepers even coming over to Cosmos. Like, you don't, you can, I, I like you guys, I, hypothetically equal, you can essentially build your own chain and you don't need the, you don't need anyone's permission. You don't need the Atom token. You don't need any of the tokens. You know, it's like you could just do your own thing. And that brings like, brings utility to, companies right like say you had a frequent flyer knowledge and you're like hey you know i want to get into crypto well you it would make no sense that not to just basically build your own chain if you wanted to use the open source technology and hell like you don't even have the ivc enabled you can just have your own little thing going on you know you could have 10 validators you could do whatever you want it could it could technically be centralized if you wanted it to be uh binance is it used it you know they're using cosmos uh, they're not IBC enabled, but they could if they wanted to. Same thing with Polygon. I'm pretty sure AVAX is using it too. I don't know what they call their whatever. Everyone ends it in Mint, but um, it just brings a lot of utility. And there's just, in my opinion, there's no way that these different blockchains, like you can do what you want to do on your particular blockchain, but it just makes no sense not to have IBC enabled. Because in my opinion, it's just like this gigantic network effect. And everyone's connected and and you know it's like how web 2 is right now you you put a website in you go to another one no one gives a shit if it's pinging off this server and that server and all that they just know it's going to work and i think that's going to be how like block are going to communicate with one another in the future yeah yeah oh, you framed it ex absolutely right but like yeah I, I would like to answer the equal bits question like uh, yeah cardano is mainly for transactions what is a cosmos ecosystem fundamentally yeah as you said like the interchain communication and all chains can communicate with each other suppose for example you you are having this uh, betting uh, this betting sports betting so like whatever application suppose if you're if some application itself can be a billion dollar business on its own okay for example like dydx or anything so like right now if uh, dydx or anyone have to maintain their own uh, i mean if they have to participate in the other blockchain they will be constrained by the traffic in that blockchain for example solana gets too much traffic and suddenly the blockchain go, go, gone offline couple of times but even though the blockchain didn't go offline just because the blockchain can get congested at any
पॉइंट ऑफ टाइम सो ओपन द पॉसिबिलिटी फॉर द कंज्यूमर चेंज सो एनीबडी एनी पर्टिकुलर एस्पेक्ट ऑफ कंज्यूमर चेंज यू डोंट नीड ए से स्मार्ट कॉन्ट्रैक्ट प्लेटफॉर्म लाइक इथेरियम सलाना और एनी एनी सिंगल स्मार्ट कॉन्ट्रैक्ट प्लेटफॉर्म टू बिल्ड टू बिल्ड ऑन इट सो इफ योर कंज्यूमर चेन इज बिग इनफ दैट्स इट यू कैन यू कैन बिल्ड योर ओन ब्लॉक चेन एंड एज कॉस्मोस हाउस पॉइंटेड आउट इट्स एब्सोल्यूट राइट बी एन बी and binance smart chain and polygon they are also using the cosmos sdk and uh, and they built there but they didn't enable the ibc but yeah and i think cadena cadena already built their thing i don't think they need to upgrade themselves to the i mean they don't need to rebuild with the cosmos sdk but with any uh, even though you are not using cosmos sdk but you can still enable your chain to be ibc enabled to interact with the all other chains in the cosmos cosmos ecosystem so that is a beauty of the ibc so i mean ibc is still in development i mean say the development the first part of development is already done and it is it is being developed even more and coming to the nft interoperability nft interoperability is more like a planned and more like a thing in the that's a separate to the ibc anything happens in the ethereum solana or anything using a using a smart contract in that blockchain using a some bridge kind of smart contract and bringing them to the cosmos uh, this cosmos ecosystem and then making it an a single nft standard kind of thing so so i mean yeah again we are using bridge here if if somebody if some chain is not ibc enabled if they have to communicate with ibc enabled chain again we have to go to the bridge so the better option for any chain which want to communicate with the cosmos block cosmos ecosystem is just upgrade your chain to be an ibc enabled that's it that's it you can communicate with any chain in the ibc you will be connected to the wider part of ecosystem and uh, the possibilities are endless can i can i just follow up that really quickly and ask this very selfish question for me in arcade so one one the part of pack that is very frustrating is no random numbers no uh, now you know like in time like when you're writing code you have now which tells the time now we can't do that because we have multi-chain and therefore when we're asking our smart contract which exists on multiple chains to generate a random number it can't do that because obviously random numbers will be generated differently um, in an asynchronous format so could we use cosmos to send a message um, to Cosmos chain we spin up our own blockchain on cosmos and then the cosmos maybe can just have one one blockchain so it's not like multi-chain like we are therefore we could generate random numbers there and keep it on chain and then does cosmos sort of act as sort of a dsl like a blockchain style dsl where we can basically bundle up random number data that is validated and then send it back to cadena uh, as sort of like a random number set that we can use in casino games and stuff uh, just a selfish question for us cuz that would be really cool cuz me I don't me see and- why not because there are now and there are um sub chains now side chains so you have rand capability on uh, on your smart contract well there are actually a lot of lotto lotto uh like gelato and a lot of they have uh random number algorithms being built right now on there uh, i think uh raccoon supply is also building some sort of lottery thing so they're they're doing a lot of stuff with random number generation already on juno how fast can the comms be? Say we send you a message um, to Cosmos blockchain 
I guess it depends on the uh, chain, right? Uh, block block times. Uh, so, like yeah, Sign Network, yeah. Sign Network is running at like 0.5 block time block times. It's something ridiculously fast. And Jacob says they can make it go even faster with his upgrade. But yeah, That's yeah, you guys could definitely do yeah, that. you guys can. You guys can definitely do that, but there is a bottleneck problem specifically. But I mean, if if Cardano is IBC enabled, then uh, that then the process will become even more easier. But uh, yeah, we within like uh, say that uh, say we uh, within Cosmos ecosystem, there are the blockchains which are having the 0.5 second kind of thing. Or if you guys uh, become big enough billion dollar kind of thing, you guys can have a. A secret network kind of uh, you can you guys can build on secret network and can build a private algorithm and private random number set and communicate you communicate that secret network with the cadena using the ibc if ibc enabled then the ibc transaction time is generally two three seconds amazing thank you yeah that'd be crazy man that would be, yeah because if that's a, that's actually a, a really bad problem that you would have with, with what you guys are trying to do that you can't do that so yeah you would have to i mean <laughs> i'm all for it come on over and and, and do that too um yeah the, the flexibility with the sdk is unreal like it's kind of Kava has two chains running side by side on their network somehow and it's like it's completely different than everything else yeah, like you can have side chains. Like you can have an EVM chain. You can, it's it's nuts. Like that, that's what I mean. Like there's so much flexibility, and there's no gatekeepers. It's like it really is owned by the community. I mean, it is the wild wild west. It really is. Like you know, but I like I like permissionless, and I like that because you know, imagine if I always say this. Like imagine if uh, when window when people were building Windows, they always had to run everything by Microsoft. Like the innovation would have been stifled and same thing with like now like there's viruses on your computer but they get patched up like it's that's kind of how i like resemble this type of stuff it's just like modern day it's like i i don't like gatekeepers you know like i don't want to have to run everything by someone to get their permission to do whatever i'm trying to build like i could just do whatever i want and i'm not technically a builder but i mean if i if i was running something and that we were just saying solana their their DeFi is dead like really Really, all all it's by default is turning into just an NFT platform because you can't have order books and perpetuals and things of that nature when you have too much congestion and then the chain breaks. It's not a big deal if it breaks or, or there's congestion. Well, that's literally why DXYX came over, right? Like they couldn't do the order book system they wanted, so they're literally coming over here to do that. Yeah, and that's just from Ethereum. That's the same thing with them. But I, I just meant like, and as for Solana. You know, it by default has turned into essentially just uh, oh, an yeah. NFT platform. No, don't get me wrong. It's a cool NFT platform. I'm not going to lie. It's pretty badass. They have everything. But there's nothing else to do on it because it's not, you can't have DeFi and have serious people try, trying to do, do order books and things of that nature when it gets congested. And then whatever your order is, you know, it didn't go through. Like, you just can't have that. So I know there's teams, I can't really say who they are, but there are teams that, you know, they deployed on Solana and they're going to come over to either say or build their own thing because it's, you know, you can spin up your own chain. You can have your own rules, your own validator, say, do whatever the hell you want. You know, it's, it's, it's amazing. Like it just brings so much. And I, I can't wait to see what it looks like a year, four years from now. Like I could see a vision of 
you know, there's a thousand blockchains. I mean, how many websites are there out there right now? It's going to be like, the, in my opinion, it's going to be like the same way with, with Web3. There's going to be blockchain after blockchain after blockchain. Then they're going to use Cosmos. They're going to use IBC because what the hell? Like, why would you want to have one one chain? I mean, for some things, it may be you, you may only want to have that. But like, why wouldn't you, if you're trying to grow and have this huge butterfly effect and have like this network effect as a business or whatever, you would want all that. You would want to connect you know, it just makes no sense not to. So, so I'm, I just can't wait. You know, I, I'm I'm so fascinated with all these different things and all these different chains. And that's what's so cool about being in Cosmos. It's like, I don't care. Like, if you're building an awesome blockchain, great, man. I, I'm, I'll support it. But I think you're going to you're going to enable IBC because it just makes no sense not to. It's like it's it. May, it I always just use all kind of like metaphors, you know, it's just I always use the Starbucks one all the time. Like if you went to Starbucks, they're they're not going to say, well, you the Wi-Fi is only good for Apple phones, like it make or iPhones. It just makes no sense. Like they want you to stay there, spend your money. It's going to be the same thing with Web three. Like they're not going to be like, well, well, you're on this chain. Like no, you're just going to enable IBC, and because it doesn't, it's not a detriment to you. It just brings you more people. Like it's, you don't cut off your potential customers. That's going to be how it is. So it's awesome though, but. I, I could stay on here all night. I usually don't do Friday shows, which I'm cool with because this was amazing. I'm going to go out and uh, have some fun tonight because I don't get to do much. Just like how we all are. We just sit on the computer all day long. It's nice to get out sometimes. So go out with my wife and have a good time and get some good food and stuff like that. But it's been so fun. Like if anyone has any last questions, I could sit here for a little bit longer. I don't have to get off this moment. But I appreciate you guys uh, equal. I, I've been following you when you guys were KDA. But if you don't mind me asking, what was the what was the reason for for uh, the change of the name? Yeah. Um, so you know we're we're going to be going after a pretty broad um, betting audience. So we're signing some deals. Um, actually, on Monday we're signing a fairly large cadena, bringing on a, on a uh, some major firms at the ten figure range. Uh, bringing their data to our protocol. So we, we needed a, a name that more spoke um, to many parties rather than just to KDA people alone. Uh, so, you know, our, our whole bent is about equal. So you might notice our logo, it's a round table. It's an Arthur's round table. And so our, our idea is to generally give every, treat liquidity equally um, and not ban you or limit. Like if you bet sports, you know, sports, you get banned, you get limited, you get thrown out of the casino and, you know, into the dust. Uh, dust yourself off and shit like that. So we we don't do any of that. Our protocol is meant for fairness and equality. So uh, basically treating your liquidity equally, and and no matter how much you have, whether you're a hundred thousand dollar better or ten dollar better, doesn't matter. So that's why we changed to something a little more uh, broad than KDA bet. Uh, but we do love our KDA people and stuff, uh, just the way it had to be. Oh yeah, it, uh, those complete values because that's exactly what I. Uh up finding cosmos did all the research and i started off with all the traditionals bitcoin ethereum cardano some xrp and all this other stuff but once i really wanted to find out and ask myself like hey how are these things going to communicate in the future and like what's wh how can they do that and i was more fascinated with the, the infrastructure side of it and when it comes to like the community the the, the two communities that i've always been i resonated with was instantly was was cosmos but me searching and doing my thing thing you know i found the kadena community too and the only two communities in my in my opinion that actually just talks about tech the whole time you know like it could be kind of dry sometimes because it's just tech talk 
but you could tell, especially when it's the bear market, it, people want to be here. And it, like this whole conversation was nothing but tech. Like we wanted it to be about NFTs, and I don't even think we talked about NFTs at all. You know, um, it, it's just amazing. And the, the, what you're saying about that, it's definitely. I even thought of that myself. I like to go by Cosmos Haas, but when I meet people and I go to these events, like I went to permissionless event and. Florida, which was like all Apex people. And um, even just in general, when I hop on spaces that, uh, you know, someone might invite me to, and they might be talking about Polygon or Avax. And like when they see the word Cosmos, they automatic, automatically think of Adam. And then they think it's like, that's the only thing. Because everyone's so trained of like, you need one token, like for everything. And it, it's like a one shoot, or I guess one roller rules, rules the world type of thing. And Cosmos is the complete opposite. Uh, it, it's like, you really don't get maxis in Cosmos. You might get maxis of like, Hey, you guys are kind of like, as me, like, I'm like, you, everyone's going to connect over, you know, maybe not everyone does, but I think majority will. And it, and it's not like, I think like a blockchain sucks. I'm not like this chain sucks. Like, I think it's, I want everything to connect. You know, I want it, I want that to work because in this space, there's like a 0% chance of most of these people that were in this space right now, talking to their parents. And and getting them to do anything in Web three and in crypto because it's so it's so so much friction. You know, you have to have fifty five wallets if you want to interact with all these chains, and you gotta you gotta know this, and you gotta use these bridges, and then you gotta understand what all these prefixes and all this crap means in front of these tokens. And it's completely opposite with Cosmos. Like everything just connects. All the data is going back and forth. And with all these different oracles coming out and get, and improving, it's going to even get a better experience. And um yeah i mean i'm I'm, i love all these new different types of chains like that are trying to do different things with like languages like you guys are doing but like at the end of the day it's like i still think you're going to eventually connect over to cosmos because it just doesn't make any sense not to because it just brings more people on you it's like okay we got this cool we'll call it an island or whatever there's like this really cool island but what's the point of having this really badass island if like no one else can get to your island to like come see it, you know? And that's how I always look at Cosmos. And when I say the word Cosmos, the people in Cosmos understand it's not just Adam. It's all these chains are all one. We call it the IBC gang. It's like, you know, we're all connected. We're like this huge gang and it just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And there really isn't any maximalist um, inside of Cosmos. Like there's cool chains, but you, there's no one in this, in Cosmos that only owns like one, one, one chain in Cosmos. There just, there isn't, I can guarantee you there's not one person, even if they are a developer on, on Juno or a developer on Osmo, like there's no sense. Like even people in Adam, like the, the built, the OGs, like they probably own everything. It's like, why not? It's all the data is there. You can easily swap. And and most of the chains have a different utility that they're trying to go after, whether it's privacy or if it's synthetic derivatives or if it's a um, like a super app chain for um, NFTs or financial instruments. And there's just so many different like tools. I look at it like it's all like a bunch of different tools in your arsenal. And if you're in your uh, garage, like you know, you need all those tools to, to to build something. You can't just have a hammer or a screwdriver. You need all this shit. And that's kind of how I like look at Cosmos. It's like, it's a bunch of little tools that you get. And like at, over time, it's like amazing what you can do with all of it. So I just wanted to kind of end it on that. And I'm obviously, what's up? Go ahead. Yeah. So be, I mean, uh, you asked a question like, I mean, why would any chain uh, doesn't want to enable IBC and connect with, I mean, connect with the other chains? I mean, uh, yeah, 
uh, especially Ethereum and Solana, this applies to them. So they want to be the only chain, the winner chain. So like uh, they have this kind of thing like, uh, okay, just like a Bitcoin is like winner in the the monetary space. They want to be the, the winner in the, the smart contract place so that uh, if they connect with the other chains, they have this inherent insecurity that, oh, if we connect with those chains, those chains will get benefit, uh, not us. So the, the, this inherent insecurity is what the Ethereum and Solana like will not enable themselves to connect with the other blockchains, and of course the same insecurity will kill them. Yeah, but uh, yeah, but, but uh, this is the one reason. And and yeah, as you said, like yeah, Cosmos is like a the ocean and island. Anybody can build and anybody can connect with each other. It's a communication between all the chains is available with the Cosmos. Thank you. It's well said. But yeah, man, I appreciate everyone that stopped by on their Friday. Hope you guys have a whatever time it is there. Good good evening, good night, good I mean, good, good morning, I guess, soon for people. Um yeah, we'll do this again, man. Like I think um we'll we'll try to schedule something more so during the week, whenever it could just specifically be the same kind of convo, just tech talk. Like I, I like updates and I do these shows and I love uh, reaching across the aisle, so to speak, to learn more. And, uh, you know, if there's updates, because I know Kadena's growing, it's getting bigger, like it's starting to get there with different DeFi apps. And I can't wait to not just look at my KDA just sitting in my wallet doing nothing, because even if I lose some money by being too much of a degenerate, I'm okay with that. I just don't like sitting still, man. I just... uh, I, I want I want some action. I'm all about the action, and I know Equal Bet can probably respect that. I mean, they're building a platform specifically for betting, so people that bet need action. That's kind of me. I used to be a huge gambler. I used to play a lot of poker, travel travel all over the place, and play cash games all the time. I pretty much made a living for about five years of my life just doing that, and uh, I like action. So, <laughs> but carpet's it, open, man. <laughs> hell yeah, man! I can't wait. That's going to be super cool to have sports bets in crypto. Like, it's going to be so cool. There's all kinds of stuff. Uh, um, there's a thing called Fan Fury. It's build, building in uh, Cosmos. It's like a super cool um, like fantasy sports app. And like I just can't wait to like. I think every single thing that we do, pretty much in life, uh, can be in crypto. So I'm looking forward to it. And that, I just think like Cosmos is the answer for for everyone getting a more fair uh, game at it. You were talking about the ten dollars to ten thousand. You treat everyone the same. It's kind of the same thing with cosmos you you vote on things and you know it, we're all the same like the people can make the biggest roar and, and change don't they might even have a thousand dollars invested in a chain that's worth billions of dollars but they actually are heard and um the one thing that really resonated with me with with cosmos was like a random friday night i didn't even know what twitter space was like f- total disclaimer i got I got Twitter like last summer and for like the first five months, I just used it just the research. I didn't even put anything on Twitter, but it was a Friday night. I was drinking a little bit. Some guys were talking about Cosmos and they were confused on some things. I, I got the liquid courage. I hit the request to speak, started talking about Cosmos. There was probably about six or seven people in the room. And all of a sudden that, that Friday night, you know, we were going at it for a couple hours, but before, I don't know, maybe 20 more minutes after I was in there, next thing I know, it goes from six to 50 to 50 to 100 to 150, 200. I think it even got up to like 300 people. And it was all the developers and all basically the founders of all these different particular chains. And they were just, they just came on and started bullshitting. 
about tech and cosmos and what they're doing and none of them were even invited it was just like wow and then that really inspired me to start doing these shows if it wasn't for that night i probably wouldn't be doing any of this shit to be honest with you but it, it just felt like i had to do it after that i was like it was like a sign and i've been just devoting my my life to this basically i do have a real life job but i get to work from home and and i just love the education i love learning and it's the only space and in my opinion where every single day is like uncertain but it's so much fun and it's just like the 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 wealth of information and the amount of people and it's just a great time and i hope we all make it i really do i mean i'm going for it and it, it, even if i lost everything i i always i'll be okay with it because i had a lot of fun doing this and i learned a lot i got to meet a lot of cool people and I think we're doing something special there because I mean, what else is there? There's no other options to all this crap that's going on in the world. So kudos to everyone that's in here, especially during the bear market. Kudos to you guys that are all building and building cool things for everyone. And, um, you know, Hey man, keep the conversation going. Have, we're going to be doing more spaces like this. So thank you everyone. All right. Kongs and uh, bulls equal all you guys. And shout yeah. out to and also, shout out to Terror Spaces. They always record these shows. So uh, if Grits, if you want to, um, can you pin something real quick for them? Sure. What do you want me to pin? Just like their website, where they always have like their archives. Sure. Before I get off. Yeah, you can guys can go check them out. They, he records like every every show. It's amazing. And it's this show. Be- I think. Okay. Yeah, it'll be on there so you guys can have it. You know, Kadena people can have it. It's, you know, he enhances the quality and everything of like the mic and everything. So it's going to be, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. And just keep up the education, man. I know it's like, it's hard um, because we don't have all this VC money to be showing on YouTube and stuff, but it all takes, it takes us all to, to do this type of stuff. So, so there it is. And um, again, guys, everyone have a good night. Take care. Peace out. Later. Awesome. Appreciate it, guys. Thanks. See ya. Later. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was the Kadena Bulls and the Kadena Kongs having an AMA hosted by Cosmos Haas, recorded on Friday, July 29th, 2022. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. Put your hands up like you got a couple questions Ain't no misdirection, just a bunch of flexing All aggressive, insane from all directions Smoke blows in when I start a session Blink canvas, blaze up the handlers Rocking back and forth like I got the van stuck Don't grind the clutch, mind your hush Put your mask on and don't touch the antlers Feeling untouchable when I'm on the verse But in the universe, I'm just writing some words Enticing these nerds while I'm laying out my memoirs Like, remember when I had to fight the centaur? I'm a book nerd, let me take you on the journey Lost in the labyrinth, searching out the lost fern For certain, got the taxes included Acting like a writer, never felt secluded Another fixed game of try my luck Oh, lighten up, dog. It could always be worse Unless you're in the back of a hearse Then you're dead Or putting in new speakers It's a toss-up Driver or just tweakers Don't stress, yo I've 
done the research Living life like a bunch of fucking lemurs It's a remake, off the cutting floor we take A little bit of poison and put it in the cheesecake Tastes great, less filling Less stress, more killing As he blew the cornerstone out the building And the blocks came tumbling down all humble Feels like we're drowning in a little puddle Rebuttal, I should be taking off in the shuttle Getting high in space with the Hubble Spaces.